Hi, friends. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Good Morning Family, a podcast of my weekly sermons. Who knows? Maybe I'll throw in a special sermon for you every now and then. I hope this podcast is good news for you. If you find these words helpful, please rate and review my podcast on iTunes or on whatever host you found it. Thanks for your help and for being part of the family. And now, here's this week's sermon. Listen and enjoy. Good morning, family. Thanks for joining me today. I hope you're doing well in these uncertain times. I think it's safe to say that we all think or feel positively about Jesus, don't we? I mean, we all like Jesus, right? He is loving and kind. He cares for the sick and dying. He has a soft spot in his heart for the poor and the oppressed. What's not to love? But what do we do when Jesus isn't patient or kind? What are we to do when Jesus doesn't act like Jesus? You heard me right. What do we do when Jesus doesn't act like Jesus? What do we do when Jesus appears to be racist or sexist or misogynistic? Let's read a story from Matthew chapter 15. And you'll see what I mean. Hear the word of the Lord. From there, it's Galilee, Jesus went to the regions of Tyre and Sidon. A Canaanite woman from those territories came out and shouted, Show me mercy, son of David. My daughter is suffering terribly from demon possession. But he didn't respond to her at all. His disciples came and urged him, Send her away. She keeps shouting after us. Jesus replied, I've been sent only to the lost sheep, the people of Israel. But she knelt before him and said, Lord, help me. He replied, It's not good to take the children's bread and toss it to dogs. She said, Yes, Lord. But even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall off their master's table. Jesus answered, Woman, you have great faith. It will be just as you wished. Right then her daughter was healed. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This story about the Canaanite woman is one of the more difficult passages in the Gospels. It's a head-scratcher, isn't it? The picture of Jesus that we see here does not square very well with our sentimental image of Jesus, the gentle and compassionate Lord that we've grown accustomed to. Jesus doesn't act like Jesus. At first, Jesus seems rude, and then he's downright harsh to a woman whose heart is breaking. Show me mercy, son of David, she cried out. My daughter is suffering terribly from demon possession. Jesus didn't even bother to answer her. He kept right on walking. Maybe he hoped that if he ignored her, she would go away. Maybe he was hoping to put some distance between them. Because this woman was an undesirable person, a Canaanite. 
and it was not right for a Jewish man to be seen with a Gentile woman. She was unclean. She worshipped strange gods. She did not keep the laws of Moses. She was an outsider and an outcast. But Jesus and his disciples are in her territory. They're in Gentile country. So why would Jesus be in Canaanite land if he didn't want anything to do with Canaanite people? Scholars tell us that there was a large Jewish population in that area. So maybe Jesus was there to see them and not the Gentiles. Or maybe Jesus was there because he had a conflict back home with Jewish authorities who took Jesus and his disciples to task over the subject of ritual hand-washing. They would have been really furious if they'd seen Jesus talking to a Canaanite woman. Jesus accused the Jewish leaders of breaking their own laws. Jesus said that righteousness was found in the heart, not in how well people follow rituals. Jesus had the audacity to call them hypocrites for honoring God with their lips, but not with their hearts. As you can probably guess, it didn't go over very well. So maybe Jesus got out of town until the dust settled back home. Either way, he ended up in this Gentile region. And once there, he encountered this unclean pagan woman who shouted at him. This is nothing new for Jesus. Everywhere he went, people wanted something from him. And even when he healed them, or fed them, or performed miracles for them, more often than not, they failed to understand who Jesus was. But this Canaanite woman seemed to know who Jesus was. She cried, Show me mercy, son of David. Have mercy, Messiah. Help me, Jesus. I know who you are. This stranger, this outsider, somehow understood what Jesus had been trying to tell his own people. Maybe that's why Jesus tried to ignore her. It was so unlikely, so unbelievable, that this Canaanite woman would be the one who understood Jesus. And she was attracting attention. Even the disciples, who were used to people pressing in on Jesus, got uncomfortable. So they said to Jesus, send her away. Jesus replied, I've been sent only to the lost sheep, the people of Israel. Maybe this was Jesus' way of saying, enough. Maybe he was drawing a line. Jesus could only do so much. There's only so much of him, and there wasn't enough to go around. It's a very human attitude. It's a very human thing to do, isn't it? We'll take care of our countrymen, but no one else. We'll help people like us, but no one else. There's just not enough to go around. But here's the problem. That doesn't sound like something Jesus would say, does it? And it doesn't sound true, because there's always more than enough of Jesus. There's always more than enough of God to go around. We believe in God's abundant resources. 
But today we see Jesus being and acting very human because he was fully human and fully divine. In his exhaustion, in his frustration, he draws a line. But this woman steps over it. When he wanted to turn her away, she got right up in his face. And when she got to him, she knelt down and said, Lord, help me. She wasn't going to take no for an answer. Lord, help me. I wonder how Jesus must have felt in that moment. Was he irritated? He sure sounded irritated. Did you hear what he said to her? It is not good to take the children's bread and toss it to dogs. Did Jesus just call this woman a dog? Does that surprise you? Does that sound unusually harsh to you? I like to think that Jesus said this with a twinkle in his eye. That maybe, after all, this was a tongue-in-cheek reply. Maybe he spoke these words to test her response. Or maybe he said these words the way we say, We can't help you. There's not enough to go around. we got to take care of our own. Well, regardless of why Jesus gave this response, this poor woman refused to be intimidated by him. And she interpreted his comment in the way that best suited her needs. She said, Yes, Lord, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall off their master's table. Touche. Have you ever heard anyone talk to Jesus like that? Yes, Lord, I agree that we may not be your first or intended audience. I agree that we may not be your first priority. But I believe that there is more than enough of your love, more than enough of your grace and your blessing for all of us to enjoy. If we are dogs, then at least let us have a dog's share of your abundance. There are more than enough crumbs at your table to feed us. She wasn't offended by Jesus' words. She simply asked Jesus to do what she believed he could do, what he was able to do. In all the Gospels, this is the only time that someone got the better of Jesus in an argument. What was it like when Jesus realized that this persistent woman was right? Maybe he threw his head back and just laughed. And then his voice softened. He replied, Woman, you have great faith. It will be just as you wish. And in that instant, her daughter was healed. Through the faith of a pagan woman, Jesus learned that God's purpose for him was greater than he imagined. And the line that he had drawn between himself and this woman disappeared. The limits he placed on himself vanished. Could it be that Jesus gained a new understanding of who he was and what he was called to do? He was no longer only a Messiah for the Jews. He was a Savior for everyone. His compassion and healing was, and is, 
for all the world. There's more than enough of God's love to go around. And in Jesus' outstretched arms, there is room for the whole world. Now, I think we are indebted to this Canaanite woman. Why? Because we are the Gentiles. We're on the outside of the promise. Well, we were until this woman encountered Jesus and demanded that he enlarge his boundaries and give us his grace. Now, we are all insiders. We are all recipients of the blessings of God in Jesus. And we don't have to beg because we are invited to his table, not just for the crumbs, but for the full feast of God's love. But we're not just recipients. Oh, no. As recipients, we are empowered and enabled to be grace givers to everyone we encounter, regardless of who they are or what they look like or how they vote or how they live. Having received the grace of God, we are called to open our own arms to all that God has for us and wants to do through us and among us. It means pushing our boundaries outward and to let go of the limits we place on ourselves, especially the limits we place on God. It isn't always easy to let go, but it is always possible. Wherever we are tempted to draw back, to turn away, to avoid someone's eyes, to tighten our protective circle, that's where God is calling us to let go of our limits, to develop a relationship with someone outside our boundaries, to do what we can do with what is ours to give. Jesus is our model. Jesus is our Lord. And he calls us to step out and to give, to love others. Not because it's expected of us, not because we want to, not even because we have to, but because it's God himself who waits for us on the other side. Let's pray. Loving God, thank you for reaching out to us. Thank you for sending Jesus to be our savior and redeemer for everyone. Help us see beyond this small world we inhabit and the inconveniences and worries of our own lives to the bigger world out there and the struggles of others who are short of so much, including safety and security, housing or health care. May we not ignore them, but be the hands and feet of Jesus in this world. May we, through our generosity, make time for others and offer the help they need to live well and become the people they should be, a loved and valuable part of your greater family. And now using the words debts and debtors, let us pray with boldness the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. 
and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, thanks again for joining me. Don't let these challenging days rob you of your joy. With Jesus, all of us have hope. And remember, God loves you no matter what. You have heard the gospel. It is for you. And it is for everyone. God is with us. And he is for us, not against us. And now receive these words of benediction. May the Lord bless and protect you. May God's face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious to you and shower you with his peace. Amen. Amen. Amen.